they gave, the sacrifice that they made, did not just win a battle. It did not just win a war. Those who fought here won a future for our nation. They won the survival of our civilization. And they showed us the way to love, cherish, and defend our way of life for many centuries to come. Studio 6B on a Tuesday night. Glad you're in. Lots to do. Slick Rick sitting right there. It's going to do some sports. Rick Delgado's got the news. Thought that was a nice way to start the show on the 79th anniversary of D-Day. President Trump. Nice little piece there. I want to spend a little time on D-Day here in the first segment. I was a little surprised. Well, first of all, Slick Rick, how are you? Big day in sports. Well, big day. A lot going on. Big day. The president's out there, front and center, live and let live. <laughs> well, he was right again. Where's my Trump was right shirt? I probably should have worn that tonight instead of the Live from Studio 6B uh, 2015 original shirt. Oof. Because he was right again. Yep. Hold Called on it one. back in July of 2022. Yeah. Nothing. Again. All this shows is that money rules everything. But how'd you like to be Tiger Woods? Not that he needs the money. <laughs> or John Rahm. Yeah. Tiger Missed turned out. down eight hundred million. Rahm turned down three hundred million because they thought they wanted to be loyal to the PGA and not buy into the whole. And then today, here you go. Here's where you're at. Jay I'd much Monahan. rather be. I'd much rather be Dustin Johnson or Brooks Kepka right now. <laughs> Phil Mickelson. Exactly. Phil Mickelson doing his. <laughs> Doing the uh, icky shuffle all the way into the uh, <laughs> icky woods into the clubhouse, Cincinnati. I mean, what an unbelievable turn of events is Jay Monahan. Just oh, that speech he gave. Looking back on that video, he did with uh, what's his name there at CBS up in the tower about a year ago today, talking about nine eleven families and taking Saudi money and how and you know you. You'll never have to apologize if you're on the PGA Tour and all of, all of this. And then to just all of a sudden in the, in the cover of darkness go and do this deal and none of the players, it's supposed to be a player-run organization, by the way. Eh. Nobody knows what's going on. And by the <laughs> way, on the other side, it sounds like it was the same thing. Greg Norman had no idea. He's the face of Liv. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't affect his pocketbook. He doesn't look right? like he has a clue. He, he, got he, his, like I mean, he has a clue he got, anyway. He had his deal. I mean, listen, not, none of these guys are worried about where their next meal's no. going to come from, obviously. But, no. I mean, I mean, could you just imagine turning down a half a billion dollars and then having this happen to you? Feeling like I'm going to show some loyalty and you yeah. buy into the whole, you know, I'm not going to take blood money or whatever, however yeah. everybody characterized it. So I guess they still stand on principle, obviously. I guess that. I guess they could just point to that and say, well, whatever. I didn't, you know. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, but when when the organization you're standing with to stand on principle goes, hey, you know what? How yeah. much? Okay, yeah. um, that kind of changes it's things. Kind of, it's kind of uh, yeah. one a wolf. You lose. You lose. Exactly. If you, you had lose. the PGA Tour not taking live money, you lose. You lose. You lose. Take it. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's oh, amazing. Man. Hey, I'm a man of principle. Unbelievable. <laughs> okay. Jay you know Monahan. Holy cow. I'm a man of payables. Everybody has their price. Yes, that's and true. And it's amazing. Amazing that you know what? It, what's crazy is that Trump called it last yeah. year. Yeah, not 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 last week that he heard rumblings. July of last two year. Yeah, yeah. You, you sent us because when I found the headline this morning, I sent it out to you guys, and you immediately followed up with that text that he he put I out. Know. Yeah, I love his that line. truth. He's, he's, wouldn't you love a president that could predict the future? <laughs> I mean, come on, you can't beat that. It's epic. Yeah. Epic. And he put one out today, and congratulations <laughs> on how great it's going to be for the game. I guess that's that's we'll see. And it will be good that all these guys are back competing against each other, but it's just, I don't know, oh, man. <laughs> if I'm Tiger Woods or John Rahm or Roy McIlroy or yeah. whatever, oh, man, yeah. oh, man you got to be just... Man. You got to be just, no pun intended, livid. Yeah, and with that ex-girlfriend, Tiger could use a couple extra coin, a little bit yeah, of coin. No, there. I don't think he's... <laughs> Maybe put a few extra locks on that Keep door so quiet, she can't get yo. in. He's not too worried. Here's but... a quick fifteen. Yeah. Man. Oh man. So, uh, Rick Delgado, how are you? <laughs> Good. Uh, not, compared I'm just to laughing. you know, watching the Golf Channel today as I did most of the day was, it was like it watching, was a vigil. It was like watching CNN during the primary, <laughs> during the debates and stuff, yeah. from or during like the oh, heat of the man. political season. It was just oh. unbelievable. And, and it's funny because I I made sure to grab this link from. Uh, Golf week. Let me let me open it up real quick because I wanted to make sure you know I'm, I was positive that this was going to come up. <laughs> and it says from Golf Week. Uh, dot com. It says, uh, guess who predicted <laughs> the Live Golf PGA Tour merger? <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Donald Trump was right. Yeah. Oh, I love that meme you sent to of him. Like, oh my yeah, goodness. He's like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. He called it. He said when the eventual merger happens. That was in July of 22. Yeah. Smartest man on earth. He wrote, all these golfers that remain loyal to the very disloyal PGA in its different forms will pay a big price when the inevitable merger with Liv comes and you get nothing but a big thank you from the PGA officials who are now making millions of dollars a year. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> you, couldn't, you couldn't have scripted it better if you wrote it today and tried to date it for back then. I mean, it was just right on the money. Oh, right gosh. on the money. Oh, the man, he knows golf. I mean, it's yeah. been a oh, huge yeah. part of his life. Not, not only golf, huge but he, part of his he knows life. the industry. Not just, not just yeah. the game, the industry. Absolutely. Because, oh, you know, yeah. owning the golf courses, having so many of these, oh, my these God, tournaments. He, he deals with Jay Monahan yeah. all the time, probably. Yep. And, and it said here. He knows what a slime he is. He, <laughs> yeah. he knew this guy was going to fold. And he praised the, uh, according to this article, he praised the Liv and the Saudis for doing a fantastic job following his pro-am in Doral in November. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if he had a little something to do with this. Because when I read this article and I saw all the PGA tournaments that they yanked back once he was elected president, um, you know, basically, you know, pushing him to the side, despite all the years of of hosting all these events and and being a proponent of the PGA and of golf and pushing pushing the sport, pushing the brand, and and then for them to kind of cut him out and push him to the side, I wouldn't be surprised because he says here, I've known these people for a long time in Saudi Arabia. They've been friends of mine for a long time. 
uh, he said during uh, the last court, uh, the last stop of the Bedminster tour. He said they invested in Amer- many American companies. They own big percentages of many, many American companies. And frankly, what they're doing for golf is so great. What they're doing for the players is so great. The salaries are going to go way up. That just made me think, you know, and again, looking back when they pulled in 2017, they pulled this in 2022, they pulled that. They, they pulled all these tournaments from Trump, uh, from Trump courses. I'm sure he was egging them on. He's like, you know, we've been friends for a long time. They told me what they were going to do. They're going to buy these guys out. I knew it. Could be. I mean, it's anything, a theory. Anything could be. I haven't be. had one in a while. Yeah. So, well, anyways, we'll get more into that in sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it looks like Chris Christie's officially in the race. Ooh, oh. And I think his primary goal, as he says, and Geraldo, I think, said today that he's going to be out there to eat Trump's lunch. Um, and I said, and I thought, well, uh, yeah, That's and exactly every right. other meal he exactly. might be served. <laughs> and uh, well, yes, I, I actually think he probably Apropos. could do that. And then uh, when it comes to lunch, he could probably eat Trump's lunch and everyone else's lunch. <laughs> oh, uh, but nothing else. He won't touch him on anything else. Right. He'll eat Tim Scott's lunch. He'll eat his dessert. He'll eat yeah. Tim Scott's, uh, uh, you be- know, his dinner. Very uh, because two words you. You've never heard in the same sentence with Chris Christie. There's really no appetite for Chris Christie in this race. Let me just say that. So it's the only time you'll hear that all put together. Right. Yeah. There is officially no appetite for Chris Christie in this race whatsoever. None. He's got a, he has a path to um, make America plump again or whatever the hell his slogan is going to be. He's got a path right to Golden Corral, but he has no path yeah. to the White House. So Talk about a meal ticket. <laughs> yeah. Just, there's just, uh, just nothing happening there. And this idea that he's going to be just put out there to be some this attack dog, and that's going to be his only job. Like, to, who's, who's he going to attack? He's not going to attack. Side of beef. How about that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, other than a porterhouse. He's, 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 he's going to attack, attack the buffet. Anything. He's not going to attack anything. <laughs> Yeah, he's not going to attack anything. I mean, if he tries it, he's going to get smacked down. He won't attack Trump. He won't attack DeSantis. Both of them can oh. handle him easily. Oh, man. Just imagine what the craft services people go through. Oh, when he God, comes please. To town. I mean, tell Chris Christie to haul ass. It takes two trips. I mean, get out of here. What's this guy going to do? Nothing. Just loserville. So, but he's in. Pence is going to be in. And um, the more in, I think the more President Trump has to be um, welcome to all of them in. Spread it out. I'll take my 35% and go take the nomination or whatever. We'll see. But um, obviously we have to have concerns over what's, you know, the Jack Smith thing. I keep thinking about that their only goal right now is to get him, get him, get him, which of course has been the goal since 2015. And uh, I listened to Jim Jordan today on the radio with uh, Levin driving in. And as good as Jim Jordan is, and, like, you know, he talks and he gets on there and he says, oh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, I can't believe this. Can you believe what's happening to him? And there's this, that, and the other thing. And this is what the American people are sick of. And this is what the American people are sick of. And it's, I'm thinking to myself, okay, that's great, Jim. But what the American people are more sick of is that none of you can do anything about it. How about that? That's what we're really sick of is that we all have to stomach this crap year after year, month after month, investigation after investigation. Made up, um, made up whatever after made up whatever about the Trump, his taxes, his family, his kids, his grandkids, is this, is that. Yes, yeah, so you, you get on the radio and you tell, you know, and that's fine. It's not Jim Jordan solely's fault and he's fine, but whatever. 
But don't end every sentence by saying, you know, Mark, this is what the American people are really sick of. Yeah, okay, it is. You know what we're more sick of is the fact that you guys keep letting it happen, and now that you're in charge, you're doing nothing. We're more sick of that, or at least on equal plane, with the attacks on Trump and the get him, get him, get him attitude. It's like, when are you going to start playing ball on the field, on the same field that they play on? When are you going to get in the mud if you have to? You know, he's, he's, he's talking about the, oh, back then the Republicans were trying to be fair. Yeah, well, why? <laughs> <laughs> why? Where does that get you? So, I mean, these guys who do these interviews, it's just, I get it. But, I mean, don't end every sentence by telling us that the, uh, yeah, this is the American people. This is what the American people, they know, they know right from wrong. They know, they know as a kid, if you got two cookies and your sister got one, that's not fair. Okay. So they look at what's happening to Trump. They know it's not fair. Yes, thank you. Yes, we do. And what we also know is that you guys are hapless so far. And nothing on their side ever, nothing. So I went thinking about this. I went back and looked at the day that speaking of classified information, which obviously the Trump thing is all based around. I went back and read the transcript of James Comey's speech the day he told us no reasonable prosecutor would have gone after Hillary Clinton. And when you read it again and you think about what's going on now and read what he came out and said, it's unbelievable. It just makes your stomach turn. No reasonable prosecutor. And then look what he's going through. All right, 13 past the hour. Get into a bunch of stuff on a Tuesday. Glad you're in. Studio 6B, 17 past the hour on a Tuesday night. Glad you're in. Good to see all of our friends on um, Getter, in the Getter check. Good to see everybody there. Oh, I got to check in. Uh, make sure you follow us on all our social mm. media at LFS6B, pretty much everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, Getter, Truth. Um, what am I missing? YouTube, of course, just search for Live from Studio 6B as well. Uh, Rumble, LFS6B as well. Check us out and follow us on all our social media. Let's do some sports. Like we said, big day in sports. Talked a lot about it in the first segment. Uh, and here with sports brought to you by MyPillow, uh, MyPillow.com slash LFS6B. Use that code LFS6B when you shop at MyPillow. It'll save you 10 to 60% off most items. And uh, right now, through Father's Day, if you do use our code, forward us the receipt showing that you used it. Pick something out from our store, 6bmerch.com. Pick out your favorite item, and we'll send it to you free as a bonus for supporting Mike Lindell and using our code LFS6B. Slick Rick, what's going on? All right, a couple of scores. Big D, we'll get to first. Phillies over the Tigers, one nothing. end of six. Marlins lead the Royals, 5-1, bottom seventh. Rays blank in the Twins, 6-zip, bottom seven. Bottom four, Nationals over the Diamondbacks, 4-3. to three. I think Pelosi threw out the first pitch tonight. Uh, White Sox, 3-0 over the Yankees, bottom of the fifth. Athletics, 2-1 over the Pirates, end of four. Top five, Blue Jays over the Astros, 3-1. Guardians lead the Red Sox, 2-zip on the top of the fifth. Top Did you say Pelosi threw out the first pitch? Yeah, there was an LGBTQ <laughs> plus night, and uh, I think Pelosi threw out the first pitch. I saw a 
I didn't see actual video, but I had read about that. She was throwing out the first. That ought to be interesting. But uh, <laughs> anyway, and uh, Cardinals over the Rangers, two zip, middle of the first. Orioles and Brewers, not at that two, middle of the second. And the Braves and Mets are in a rain delay. Looks like the Mets have been in a delay since the season opener, but that's another story. And here we go, big D. Let's get to it real quick here. Two Browns players robbed at gunpoint, per police report. This is Jake Trotter of ESPN News reporting. This is, uh, I believe it's Berea or Berea, Ohio. Two Cleveland Brown players were robbed at gunpoint by six masked men, according to a police report. Police redacted the names of the victims in the incident in the report, but a team source confirmed that the two players were cornerback Greg Newsom II and defensive tackle Perrion Winfrey. Uh, neither was harmed during the incident, police said. According to police, the two players left the Cleveland nightclub early Monday morning. When they got to Newsom's truck in a nearby parking lot, six masked men jumped out of an unknown car and robbed them at gunpoint. 3.30 a.m. Eastern, Monday. In addition to stealing jewelry, the suspects fled in Newsom's truck. Police attempted to locate the stolen vehicle. Newsom's ref- referenced the in- incident on Twitter on Monday night, writing, it's a cruel world we live in, especially when you're out after 2 o'clock in the morning, because I don't believe anything really good happens after 2 a.m. anywhere out in the streets. And uh, Newsom wasn't the only Browns player to have his car stolen over the weekend. Another source confirmed that the Browns' backup running back, Demetric Felton, had his vehicle stolen out of his apartment. Uh, the Browns began their mandatory... Uh, mini camp uh, today. Uh, I'm glad you guys are okay. We want everybody to be safe and we want to get violent people off our streets, Browns coach Kevin Stanowski said. So apparently when they catch these uh, these um, perpetrators, Big D, you know what they're going to do? They're going to put them in the dog pound. Ah. <laughs> and then, well, we're going to just recap it. We talked about <laughs> right, it earlier. Well, slick Rick, hold on before you move on. <laughs> All right. Straight uh, straight from the Blarney Stone right to the uh, right to the mound. Here's uh, oh, got it. There oh, we go. <laughs> Boy, the, the Nationals are really the Nationals are really they know how to fire it up and get the electricity and get the crowd in yeah. there, especially when you have the former Speaker of the House. Like I said, straight from the Blarney Stone right to the uh, right to the right to the mound. Here, here it is. Look at this. Big crowd. Jeez. <laughs> there thirty people there. Oh my God. Wow. Oh! She still did better than Fauci. There you go. She got to the plate in one hop. She got to the bar in zero <laughs> hops. In fact, she might have had too many hops. Too many hops, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing it went a straight line. Oh my that is God. amazing, right? That's the only thing she's ever done in the straight line, Fran. Yeah. And that's a wrap in sports, Big T. Back to you. <laughs> I can't anymore. We've had enough sports already. There you go. <laughs> 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 All right, Slick Rick, very good. Wow. Sports is brought to you by uh, MyPillow. Uh, let's do some news. And here with the news is Rick Delgado, brought to you by our friends over at Early Treatment Meds. Early Treatment Meds, 50% off site-wide. Put it in your cart. Use our code LFS6B. Save yourself 50%. I was looking at the Early Treatment Pack Oh yeah. to put in your uh, cabinet, which I always have one available as well. I've used about six of them over the winter. I mean, they're great to have. Kids got a sore throat, bam, hit them with the amoxicillin there, whatever it is, and it's just great. You ever have them just take it? Or you no, just no, only when it? they're sick, yeah. But it's been good to have. It's nice to know you have it. Have that Z-Pack, put that Z-Pack in the thing, and you just have it with the prednisone and the ivermectin. It's great. Um, man, the price has really come down. And now you save 50%. It's like down to like 100 bucks or something, I think. Nice. It used to be like 300 
So uh, use our code LFS6B at checkout earlytreatmentmeds.com. What's going on, Rick Delgado? All right. Well, a couple things, but one thing caught my uh, attention yesterday, and we spoke about it a little bit when uh, James Comer came out of that meeting with the FBI looking over the uh, the FD1023. Uh, and Anna Paulina Luna, she, she sent that tweet out where she said, just left a meeting for House Oversight. The FBI is afraid their informant would be killed if unmasked, based on the info he has brought forward about the Biden family, which, you know, again, when when you read that yesterday, kind of got my attention. Like, what do you mean? Even the FBI is afraid that these people could be killed. This person could be killed by someone in in the current White House administration. This is the one video I have queued up on my computer here because I thought it was great. Steve asked great questions and cleared up a little bit of what we pondered yesterday. Here she is today with Steve on War Room. How do you know he's, from the information you have, how do you know, that's a big leap to say he's guilty. Why do you say that? Because of the information that the FBI has, proving that he has received a $5 million payment from a foreign national while he was as the vice president sitting basically next to Obama in the White House. And that's in addition to the funding that we're seeing coming out. Yeah, leave all the Chinese yeah. stuff aside. This is totally separate. This is $5 million, and we still don't know the story, whether it's through Romania, from the CCP. That's, but you're saying there's a whistleblower informant, and the FBI is informing Comer and the Oversight Committee that the FBI believes, or the informant believes, that if their name is exposed, they could be... They're afraid for their lives. They're the afraid FBI, of being assassinated. The FBI told Comer that they were had a credible fear that this individual would be killed if they're unmasked. So, where does that leave? I mean, that you can't stop the investigation because that, to me, that would drive it up to the the highest priority to get done. Oh, we can't stop the investigation. And the fact that they don't want to give Congress, which is basically the answering authority that the FBI has to answer to, we are the people. You have to answer to us. You can't continue, one, to hide this information. And also, two, if you are in fear that you can't even protect your witness, why would you then continue to try to put that person in jeopardy, right? They would need to go into witness protection. And we have to open did, up. A- did, did, did Comer, to your knowledge, did Comer, in talking to Ray and the FBI, Say, if you have a fear and you're our lead federal law enforcement agency, where is that threat coming from? Is it from a foreign threat or is it from associates with with the with uh, you know, with Biden and the people that this point to? Is it where's the threat coming from? I wasn't in the room and I didn't hear the full back and forth. But what was interesting is that Comer was not the only one that heard this. Right. There was other staff present in the room. And I find it very alarming that the FBI still chose to hide that information from us, saying that it was an ongoing investigation, which we know that the FBI can keep ongoing investigations forever. Um, Ultimately, though, the bigger issue is, is that they are basically thinking that they're not accountable to the people. And so on Thursday, we will be holding a hearing to mark up the bill to hold the director of the FBI in contempt of Congress. And frankly, that will go to the floor. So they think that this is the old, you know, 1.0 Republican Party. And I think that we absolutely have to hold these people accountable. You know, Steve, like I, I say this stuff and it's, it's crazy because it sounds like something that is made for a movie. But if we don't, who's going to do it? If we don't do it, who's going to do it? So we have to, and to my understanding, McCarthy has been working with McC- uh, with Comer on bringing that to the floor. Even if that's brought, let's play, even if that's brought to the floor, the the, the, the is that going to be a civil or criminal? I think it'd be criminal. Okay, there'll be two of us then. <laughs> 
And he know he's. There you go. <laughs> wow. All right. Got more on this, too. All right, more on this, more news when we get back right after this. It's past the hour, live from Studio 6B on a Tuesday night. Real America's Voice. Glad you're in. Slick Rick's doing sports. Rick Delgado's got some more news coming up. Yes. Um, corporate media tonight is uh, all in a tizzy. Tucker Carlson <laughs> released episode one of the new Tucker Carlson show. I don't think it was. Well, it was about ten and a half minutes. So I don't, unless he's doing a shorter format, at least I think this was more of a test tryout kind of remind everybody that he's there. Ten and a half minute episode. It's got 11 million views in uh, two and a half hours. Oh my goodness! Wow, 11 million views in two and a half hours. Elon yeah. Elon retweeted it about 32 minutes ago, saying that it would be great to have shows from all political persuasions on this platform, and retweeted Tucker's show. 11 million views in two and a half hours. Wow. Uh, ten and a half minutes, and he's throwing haymakers in episode one. At everybody and about everything. Yeah, but I bet he doesn't have anybody named Broke Spoke in his chat. Right. Or My Brother's Keeper right. or, or we, Rav Mod 2. We're going to hit 11,000. Exactly. <laughs> Take chat. that. Yeah. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, it's on our page. I retweeted it as well. So Tucker's back and everybody else in the media is um, probably not that happy because their shows just became more <laughs> irrelevant tonight. Uh, if you're working for the big corporate media, so... Uh, all right, let's do some more news. And then uh, Anna Paulina, I think, is great. Yeah. She was good. Steve asked good questions, specifically about the threat of, wait a minute. Right. You guys don't think you can keep them safe. Number one, you guys are the premier law enforcement agency in the world. If you guys can't keep them safe, I mean, how's that possible? Right. And, and, and where do you feel the threat's coming from is the most important thing. Is it coming from the Biden side or is it coming from somewhere overseas? Right, somewhere else. Are there cases the he's worked? What is it? Well, and that's why I brought it up because, uh, again, it kind of stuck with me, uh, you know, last night and into today and then hearing more about it and then seeing some of these things pop up. So I looked it up myself. I'm like, well, let me let me let me because, you know, there's a thing called witness protection, right? You would think after leaving a House Oversight Committee with the FBI and hearing that your informant might be killed if unmasked, oh, the FBI would be like, oh, you know what? We got to. Don't we have that thing? What's it called? Uh, rhymes with fitness inspection. Oh, yes. Witness protection. How about we get the person into that? Because when you look up the witness protection program, which is run by the U.S. Marshal Service, um, started back in 1970, authorized by the Organized Crime Control Act of 1970, has given new identities, protection, relocation, and other services to more than 19,000 witnesses and their families. It provides 24-hour protection to all witnesses while they're in a high-threat environment, including pretrial conferences, trial testimonies, and other court appearances, typically you know, with, their, with them and their families, new identities, funding, basic living expenses, medical care, job training. Empl- they pretty much make these people disappear from where you used to know them. Well, according to this, and again, this is coming from usmarshals.gov, no witness security program participant following program guidelines, has been harmed or killed while under active protection of the U.S. Marshal Service. 
So it really makes you pause and say, hey, FBI, what the hell are you If you realize that this is out there as a potential outcome for this person, why haven't you taken the necessary steps to make sure that's not an outcome for this person? House Republicans here in this Daily Mail article that I found uh, talking about the witness protection, uh, uh, the witness the whistleblower fearing for their lives says the FBI is violating a subpoena to turn over the alleged bribery document, blah, blah, blah. According to the highly credible whistleblower, the internal FD 1023 memo created in 2020 based off the information uh, detailing the $5 million arrangement between then president, uh, vice president, I should say, and far and a foreign national for $5 million. Following the committee meeting, Marjorie Taylor Greene told Daily Mail that the Biden whistleblower in the alleged bribery scheme is now afraid someone could kill them if someone found out who they are for bringing potentially damaging information to light. As a result, Greene said the whistleblower now fears for their own life because of our own government. She also told the Daily Mail that the foreign nation involved in the $5 million exchange was actually Ukraine and that it happened seven years ago. So that's some new details. Initially, we were thinking and hearing that it was probably Romania. Now, Representative Anna Polina Luna also said that the information that she received is that the FBI is afraid the informant could be killed. And uh, after reviewing the, the document on Monday, Comer told reporters that the accusations contained in the form suggest a pattern of bribery. So... You take one look at that, and you you realize that, again, it's the FBI that seems to be um, not doing their job, which is making sure you have you have someone as a potential witness. You, I guess, are hearing grumblings through intelligence or, or whatnot that, hey, there could be a hit put out on this person, and you haven't done anything about it? You haven't put them into witness protection after they just admit it's an ongoing investigation? Don't you want to protect your your sources, your your witnesses, somebody who could help you get a conviction? Uh, every you know, every time I watch these shows, that's what's supposed to happen, right? Yeah, but Witness if you put protection. them into protection, they can't be an informant any longer. And if it's someone that maybe noticed they go missing, then they'll know who it is anyway. Yeah, but they'll still disappear. They st- again, the witness protection program, no participant oh, I know has that, been harmed or killed. They still so want them to be an When they disappear, that's it. They're gone. They're protected. And they've got a spotless record for protecting these people. So the fact that they, they have not done so kind of should also be raising a lot of questions. Well, to Fran's point, I just wonder if, um, like what he's saying, maybe, maybe Comer said that, no, no, we need him. So that's, not, that's off the need table. Need for what? So. He's already given us. He's given us the big fish. Um, well, what know. else do you need him for? I I, I don't know. Um, maybe maybe it's, it's somebody po- else certainly pulled, possible though. pulled a mattress tag off of something. That's that's nothing compared to bribery from the vice president, a sitting vice president during his term from foreign countries. Well, and there's some question on the foreign country now because John Solomon tonight broke some news. At um, I believe right around when we came on the air, about eight o'clock, because we've been hearing Romania. Yes, yes. Well, um, headline in just the news tonight: Joe Biden bribery allegations involve Ukraine. Yeah, I, I, that was in the Daily Mail thing. I just first did. raised with nope. the FBI back in 2017. Key investigator now says that was my next story. Okay, do it. 
Allegations that Joe Biden partook in the $5 million bribery scheme involve Ukraine, where his son scored a lucrative energy job and was first presented to the FBI by a reliable and well-paid informant back in 2017. The House Oversight and Accountability Chairman James Comer told Just the News Tuesday evening. That's tonight. Uh, Comer made the bombshell revelation just a day after reviewing the FBI FD-1023. I feel like we're all going to be really, really knowledgeable about this FBI stuff when this is all said and done. Um, And two days before he plans to hold a vote to Congress to hold FBI Director Christopher Wray in contempt for failing to provide a copy to his committee as demanded by subpoena. Yes, it is Ukraine, Comer told Just the News uh, when asked what country the alleged bribery involved. This Form 1023 involves a business person from Ukraine who allegedly sent the bribe, a substantial bribe, uh, a bribe to then Vice President Joe Biden. Asked whether the allegation involved Ukrainian oligarch uh, Zaleski, whose Burisma Holdings energy firm uh, hired Hunter Biden into a lucrative board job in 2014 when Joe Biden was vice president, Comerly carefully demurred. I probably better punt on that question. The name was redacted. The powerful House committee chairman answered. Sure, punt. Uh, But Comer said markings on the document he was shown, including footnotes, made clear that the informant first provided the bribery allegations to the FBI in 2017 and then again one more time before he raised a third time in June of 2020, the report said. So you have three years of this whistleblower coming forward, providing this information and starting in 2017, the FBI did nothing about it. Meanwhile, when Donald Trump made a call over to the Ukraine to say, hey, we're going to send some people over. We'd like you to connect with them. Um, he got impeached for that, investigating basically what the FBI already knew. Mm-hmm. Uh, Poroshenko. Yeah. You remember the Joe Biden video of him over there? Well, what do you know? Son of a bitch got fired. So, again, this all started in 2017, according to the Justin News article. Um, Comer's disclosures came the same day as his colleague, Senator Chuck Grassley, revealed that the FBI informant who provided the intelligence was deemed so credible and valuable, he was ta- paid $200,000 by the Bureau over several years. The comments by two GOP lawmakers uh, pushed back on Democrat claims that the allegations were old, disproven, or tied to an attorney, uh, tied to an effort by attorney. Rudy Giuliani to investigate the Biden's ties that led to Trump's first impeachment. Wow, look at that. I could do this if I actually was an investigator. I could figure this out. Uh, the partisan media, most likely in conjunction with the Biden FBI, have misleadingly reported the 1023 in the form of tranche of information provided by Giuliani. News reports last week dispel the notion and make clear that the 1023 information that we request is independent of Giuliani, Grassley stated in his speech. And again, remember, there was a story I think we read last week where they were talking about Rudy Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani and the tranche of information he had collected while he was in Ukraine. And that they gave it to that Bill Barr sent it to a, a different prosecutor in another state to keep all the investigation separate. So... This is all starting to come together. It's all starting to come together. I feel, I feel like I feel like uh, what's his name from uh, the A team. I course, love it. When of course, Bill Barr together. has decided now to spend his time going around doing um, liberal left leaning shows, talking about how um, cheerleading for the Department of Justice to indict the former president, basically. 
is what he's doing at this point. Well, same like James Comey. There's almost no separation between the two of them, and by the way. And it's almost like they're, they're cheerleading, you know, as Comey put it, it has to be Biden. Why? Why does it have to be Biden? Is it because you guys are all in on it together and you need him to maybe pardon you if you get indicted? Maybe? Possibly? Well, he ain't getting ind- he's not getting <laughs> indicted during this administration. What do you mean? Who's going to pardon him? If, if he gets indicted, it's going to be by someone who's not well, going to... I mean? I, I, I'm saying that on his way out the door, you know how they'll do, uh, oh, I, I need a pardon for any, any past or future crimes you may have committed while in the service. You know how they word these things. I don't know. Fran yeah. would know. Fran's got one of those. Fran, don't you have one? I cannot confirm it or deny that. <laughs> okay. I didn't think so. <laughs> All right. Anything else in the news right now? Um, nothing that could take less than a minute. So here, here's what you can see already. <laughs> Here's, here's what you come across already as I'm sitting here looking through what's going on right this second. Washington Post headline. You can hear Here it comes. Chris Christie is positioning himself as a straight talker who's uniquely prepared to make the case against the former president. In his announcement today, he said, quote, Donald Trump made us smaller by dividing us even further and pitting one group against another, end quote. There you go. And so, Chris Christie yeah. just got larger. Yes, he's a, he's a heavyweight <laughs> contender, this guy's going to be. I'll tell you that right now. He's, he's absolutely going to be a heavyweight contender. I oh, can yeah. tell already. No That's doubt. from airplane. But you see, here you go. The left, um, they just they can't put these guys on the front page fast enough. If they're, as, as long as you're willing, as long as you're willing to, to go after Trump, it doesn't matter who you are. What your history is with any of these uh, outlets, they will put you on air. They'll put you on the front page. They will write nice articles about you. They don't care. And then as soon as you've served your purpose, that's it. Enough of <laughs> Then you're back to a fat stooge again. All right, LFS 6B on a Tuesday night. We're back. Sports coming up right after this. Studio 6B, 13 to the hour on a Tuesday night. Glad you're in. Someone just asked if I got my jacket from um, from Chachi. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. From Chachi. You don't yeah. know Chachi? Oh, no, he was a baby. From then. Happy Days. Is that Fonzie? No, no not Fonzie. No, that's not Fonzie. Oh. That let's was not go, Fonzie's Let's not nephew. go there. Uh, <laughs> that was Fonzie's nephew, Chachi. Chachi. Uh, he wore you a know. jean jacket? Yep. Yeah, or G- Remember? and his big uh, his he big was, thing was wah wah wah. He yeah. was too cool for school. Yeah, and Joni, oh. Joni, Joni yeah. loved Chachi. Then they so got was... they, they got their own show. Joni loves Chachi, which yeah. bombed because it yeah, was that terrible. Bombed. Okay, yeah. very good. Um, but then he came back and did uh, Charles in Charge, which was a pretty good show. Um, no, I, well, I didn't get it. I don't know where this is from. Yeah. So wah wah wah. It's just too cool for school, especially when I have my Stetson on, which yeah. I have not yet worn on the show. And you haven't had it blocked yet, right? So People want to hear about it. Blocked. Yeah. When we go on the road? Someone's oh, asking that. Yes, somebody yes, asked they the other are. Night. They're always they asking. Oh, my God, so I've got news, it, by David, the way. If you paid attention to the get a chat, you'd yeah. see this information. Well, I've got it right here. in front of me. What are you talking about? <laughs> I, okay, I've, so I've got big news here, so, no, Rick, okay. by the way. Oh, oh. Follow up. Yes, sir. So last night you told me about the um, email you got from one of our great viewers. Yes. And they recommended to go to the, the factory. whatever. Factory. Yeah. Okay. Well, guess who I get reached out to from today? 
Willy Wonka. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I get reached out from my old friend, Dr. Don't Dave. Exactly. Dr. Dave. Dr. Dave. The Dr. Dave? Do- the Dr. Dave. Oh, ah, okay. Who spent some time with the great Harry Oates when Harry was down in Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> and Dr. Dave survived hanging out with... Uh, yeah. Harry with, with Harry Oates. And what does Dr. Dave do? Fix transmissions? He's a, <laughs> <laughs> no, he's actually a dentist. Oh, okay, well, World-class hey, hey. dentist, Ooh, by I want to be a dentist. World-class. Oh, good. Well, so he, he sends me a note. I, 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 he didn't say I could talk about this, but I, well, whatever. I don't ah. care. Um, Nobody watches. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Dave ain't watching. So he says that his daughter is very involved, I guess, politically down there. Oh. Uh, with like Carol Swain, Andy Ogles, and she's done events with senators at this place and 100% can set it up. You have no reaction to that. No, so well, how many people does it hold? Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't know. I didn't get oh, into, didn't the, get into, I the, didn't get into the details. Okay. I just said, that sounds great. I appreciate yeah. any help. And who can she get us for guests? And Well, yeah, exactly. You said right. probably we can start with those two. And who who knows who else? So... So the factory is shaping up to maybe be the place. Nice. So we'll still be in the same. I haven't town. seen one yeah. picture of it yet to see it, but um, <laughs> but it could be it could be the factory. Okay. So that's that's looking better. So that's we're looking... gonna we'll take the disappointment of the lame excuse we got from the Franklin Theater. Oh yeah. And we'll try to turn this into a positive down there and go to the factory if we have to. So go to the go. factory. Okay. Uh, so that's number one. Number wow. two, I have some big news that we're going we're gonna to talk about here at the top of the hour. There's another whistleblower. Really? That's come out. Okay. And I don't want to get too heavily into it now because I want to wait until the top of the hour when I have time because now we're going to do sports and stuff. But, um, but I think you're going to be interested in this story. Look, Rick, you're going to be interested in it. Delgado, I'm not sure if you, you might be interested in it as well. So I'll get into that. Um, from a from an article from a, a place called the debrief. Okay, now don't be going there, Delgado. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm sitting here. Okay? I'm sitting right here. So I'm not going in, anywhere. We'll get into that, I'm and gonna, I'm still on. Uh, we'll get to my D Day article. I'll keep my I didn't get on. into that yet. From so I got so much to get yeah. into. Okay. Right. Um, Is there a point to this segment? Where no. are we going? Yes. Well, no, there's <laughs> no point to most segments, but there's people like when we talk. So <laughs> I'm talking. So we're like regular guys. Yeah, regular guys. When are we going to have a point to a segment before? We wouldn't. I mean, come on. All right, let's do sports. <laughs> we would never show if we, we had a show, right. point. Let's not start something not, we can't keep doing. <laughs> hey, we'll change the show. To, to, let's change it to the viewpoint. <laughs> yeah, Fran's got it. Let's yeah, not do something thanks, that we Frank. can't keep up. So, thanks, <laughs> Making Frank. sense or having points. No, no. Yeah, Fran from We downtown. leave that for the 6 o'clock show and the 7 o'clock show, right. not the 8 o'clock show. People, so people have a brain. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Slick Rick, let's, uh, let's do sports. Sports is brought to you by Mike Lindell and my pillow use our code lfs6b at checkout you know the deal what's going on well wild french open today i'll tell you novak Djokovic, world number three barely escaped karen krakanov number 11 in the world he won uh four six seven six six two six four so that was a good one and number one world number one the big favorite carlos alcaraz who nobody seems to be able to beat he defeated uh stefano sisi spots uh, earlier as well tonight so good shaping up that was the quarterfinals so now heading into the semis and that's a really good french open i gotta tell you 
on those clay courts. It's a whole different game. Um, and that, Rick, much to your uh, your disagreement earlier in the year, Demar Hamlin practices with Bills for first time <laughs> since suffering cardiac arrest on Monday Night Football. He is not practicing. He's oh Dylan Gwynn Breitbart. What is it? AI on the field. What do field? you mean he's not practicing? People. Okay, so Here he shows go. up and he's like hanging out. Oh, yeah. no, 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 no. You know no, what? No. Uh, he was practicing, dude. Okay, Bill, so look, Rick, here's what we need to do. We need there needs to be something on this first. See, so Delgado's sense is no sense of like. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he's, we got to bet something. He's got to be responsible for something. Right. If he loses, he's, he doesn't feel any pressure to be right. He exactly. just, what do you mean? He just throws it out there. I don't just throw it out there. So I'm, I'm he's got theories. On, on, on these are bona fide right. theories, Big these, D. That's my bona fides. Yeah, bona fides. All right. Yeah. Well, Demohamlin, he, he was out on the field there. Uh, Bill Safety Demohamlin is on field and practicing with his teammates for the first time since suffering a cardiac arrest during a Monday night football game less than six months ago. Hamlin took the field as a full participant with no limitations. The practice. This was not without difficulty for Hamlin, however. At one point, his batteries ran out. No, he was slow getting up after a play <laughs> and had to be evaluated by team trainers who seemed to focus on his right arm and shoulder, Elena Getzenberg reports. Uh, Hamlin's presence is not a complete surprise. He was cleared to resume football activities in April, though his full participation was with a helmet may have come uh, as a bit of a surprise to his head coach, Sean McDermott. Before practice on Tuesday, McDermott said the team is going to continue to take it one day at a time and just support DeMar and every way possible. He further said that Hamlin wasn't practicing, but was in the building working. So maybe you have something about that. But I, I literally, I saw a video of him on the field. So uh, he was out there. Oh, okay, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. So Rick's got another story. I, I saw a video when he was waving to the crowd. Yeah, yeah. that was awesome. Well, he's in he's the snowstorm. Come on. Where you well, can see his face. Here's a good one, Big D. Awesome. Listen, up, we got a good switch switch gears here. Mark Zuckerberg loses to storekeeper in brilliant jiu-jitsu tournament. Lucas Nolan of Breitbart. Listen up here, boys. Facebook Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg found himself on the mat at his latest Brazilian jiu-jitsu competition in California. Zuckerberg reportedly lost his match against Jeff Ibrahim, a 40-year-old hospital storekeeper who had taken up the sport to bond with his son. NPR reports that at a Brazilian jiu-jitsu match in California, Zuckerberg, the founder and CEO of Facebook, now known as Meta, uh, found himself on the mat. Uh, so the last person I expected to see across the mat was Mark Zuckerberg, said Ibrahim, who began his jiu-jitsu tourney last winter. I just looked at him like he was just another person who wanted to compete in jiu-jitsu. The hardest part is stepping on a mat to compete in front of hundreds or thousands of people. I have to give him his props. The match lasted about two minutes. At first, Zuckerberg took control of the fight by grabbing Ibrahim uh, and dragging him around the mat. The situation changed, though, when Ibrahim was successful and put Zuckerberg in a Ezekiel choke, which ultimately resulted in Zuckerberg's loss. Ibrahim went on to explain how he placed Zuckerberg in a choke. Which our Cowboys have been in for about 10 years, the Ezekiel choke. Well, listen, you know, afterwards, well, yeah, it choked up, right? Ah, that's yeah. a good one. Ah, but I got a better one. That's afterwards, a good one. Zuckerberg was asked, he says, was that, was that one of the toughest matches? He goes, no, I haven't seen a choke hold like that since Congress had us on the stand a couple of months ago. And no. That's a rap in sports. No, you know, his, I, I like the Zeke Elliott. He's choke. getting yeah, taken. Sure. <laughs> He's getting taken to the mat um, quicker in that match than he is in his company on the Metaverse, which has about 12 people in it so far. So he spent about $10 billion revamping his whole company and... Yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't know how he's going to save face after that match. That's Apple, for sure. Apple came out with a uh, headset that looks better than anything they've done already for $10 billion, So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure how the Metaverse is going there for Meta, so... Uh, all right, Slick Rick, very good. Uh, we'll do some more sports. Again, sports is brought to you by Mike Lindell and MyPillow. Use our code LFS6B at checkout. And again, if you do, pick something out from 6bmerch.com. Send us nice your sense. MyPillow receipt showing that you used our code. 
you used other codes, that's great for them, but that's not going to get you free merch from us. Got to use our code, LFS6B. Send us the receipt at LFS6B at Yahoo.com. Pick something out from our store at nice. 6BMerch.com. Give us size, color, selection, what you want. And we'll send it out to you for free. We're pretty well caught up. We've got, I don't know, about a day's worth we're behind. We're going to wait till the week. We do them on the weekends because people do them during the week and then they change their mind. So. Anything that comes in this week, we'll get out this weekend to you, and you'll have it in about a week to 10 days. All right, hour two, coming up live from Studio 6B, right after this. Studio 6B, hour two on a Tuesday night. Aaron and Fran in the control room holding it down. As always, Slick Rick doing sports. Delgado's doing news. Say hello to everybody in the getter chat. Let's get to a couple of emails, too, from the audience here. Scott says, uh, good evening. We just received my new LFS 6B shirt today. Looks great. Thank you so much for sending it out. Yep. I, got an, I forgot to talk about this, but I really chuckled at it i got an email the other day and said i can't believe i actually got the you know merch <laughs> <laughs> i thought well, what, do you... <laughs> what you do you mean what's mad we don't look like ethical people <laughs> i mean come on i just the way it was the way a person wrote it was so i mean i of course i laughed out loud and, I, and they didn't mean it in a mean way, but I just the way it read, it was like, hey, I can't believe you guys actually did what you said you're going to do. <laughs> it's I've gotten amazing. A couple, I've gotten a couple of those. It's kind of weird, isn't it? Well, it, then then it, keep doing what you're doing because you're surprising people, and that'll yeah. be a good thing. A lot, <laughs> a lot of people like that sweatshirt you wore last night, the white one with the LFS6B. People yeah, are going to get a, that. That's I'm, the uh, quarter zip. Actually, it's not a sweatshirt. It's more of a lighter material. Yeah, so. A lot of people like that. Uh, Deb says, I just moved to Franklin, the factory is the cool place to be. Nice venue. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at Thank the uh, the website for it now. It's called factory uh, at franklin.com. Okay. And uh, it's Actually, got... Yeah, what? that's believe it or not, the next email is from Phil. He sent me a link to that. Yeah. that exactly that, what you just read. It's got the Jameson Theater. It's got a place called Liberty Hall. It's got the Heritage Ooh. Room. It's got oh, yeah. the Mockingbird Theater. And it's got the Shed. I'll be in the Mockingbird. Which looks like the uh, outside where you can... Uh, Tear it up a little bit. Well, okay. cars are parked under there, so oh, come on. That means. Okay, I'm in the Mockingbird um, room. Speaking of tearing it up, Slick Rick, what time's your flight tomorrow? Oh uh, my goodness, yes, ten fifteen out of Long Island, heading to Mini. Okay, That'd so then stuff. what's on the uh, what's on the what's on the um, docket yeah. for tomorrow night? So huh? t- tomorrow night we will be at First Avenue. Now, some of the old '80s heads will remember First Avenue was where Prince filmed the epic. Purple Rain, that movie that we, we, it was filmed out of Minneapolis in First Avenue. The club is still there. Prince celebrated his birthday 39 years ago tomorrow in that club. I'll never forget that. So I will be there tomorrow You'll night. Be there tomorrow, 39 years. Yeah. And what outfit is on tap for tomorrow? Yes. 
Tomorrow night, I got my purple wax denim. Not the one I wore on the show. I got a new one, nice, and some really good pair of jeans with purple wax on them and white boots. Mm. I got a nice, I'll wear my see-through Paisley shirt that I've worn on here. But, boy, I got some smoking outfits that nobody's seen yet <laughs> uh, for the weekend, man. <laughs> not, Black sequin with leopard collared shirt. I, I forget it, man. Now, now let me oh. ask you this, because it, purple suit. you do this every year, right? You, every you year. Okay, so, like so, religion. Th- so now they have a, a specific uh, days where certain events are happening right right now what you do you get that in advance do yes. you look at it and be like all right yep. so on on this event so, and then you start pre- preparing what I do, clothes you're gonna wear i got a morning oh, outfit insane. there's yeah. a morning afternoon session uh-huh. then, they, then they break so i have the morning outfit then i go back to the hotel and put on the night outfit the night outfit's a little well, more I you mean, know sequins. If, you, if you thought taylor swift had like the quick change people at met life you ain't seen nothing yet oh, for oh, what man. slick rick's gonna have out in minneapolis so i said if people oh, it, you know they check your suitcases when you get on a plane you know you check your bag <laughs> the guy who opens <laughs> up is going to say, oh my God, is Elvis Presley might still be alive? Let hey, me get on that plane. Look at this. Liberace is here. Yes, Liberace, Elvis Prince, you name it. I got it. Michael Jack, I got all this. I got all this. You, you I be- mean, just the boots alone, you're going to look at that and say, my, I was wearing these things. You better make sure Sam Britton on, isn't on your flight or else. He's, <laughs> oh my he's God. Steal- oh, God oh, come on. Jeez. He's going to steal oh, your luggage. God. You're a luggage dream for him. Oh my goodness. <laughs> think, oh about, my God. think about your clothes on that guy. Man, not like these guys. They get one suitcase. Oh, my wife said I got a new shirt. I'll wear that. Well, I got seven T-shirts, six pairs of jeans. I don't pack like that, man. Dude, I, I do one me? better. I have a special pajamas just to go down and get coffee in the hotel lobby. Trust me. I do one jacket. better. I'll go without clothes and just buy a few things at a local store just so I don't have to pack. Oh, my God. I don't oh my need that God. much. Slick. Well, I can't wait to see the pictures. I know oh, the yeah. audience can't wait either. So oh, hopefully yeah. we get to connect with you. I'll try now, to. Now, is Even there... if it's for 30 seconds I'll try to night. Skype yeah. in tomorrow yeah. night. Now, now is, there like a, is there a pajama party event that may Maybe you're going to... There was one last year, but they, the See? place closed down, so they're not having one this year. Oh, <laughs> they, had the <laughs> they, put that, they put that to bed. <laughs> All right. All uh, right. I just want to take a second, because um, today marks the 79th anniversary, obviously, of D-Day. And there's an article today in Outkick over there at Clay Travis's, a uh, very fine place. Uh, D-Day anniversary, the day America kicked open Europe's front door and saved the world. It's a powerful reminder of American exceptionalism. And he says, uh, in the early morning hours of June 6, 1944, landing craft supported by a massive naval bombardment landed on the beaches of Normandy. More than 100,000 Allied soldiers waded through the icy cold water and ran up the beaches of Normandy, codenamed Utah, Omaha, Gold, Juno, and Sword. German machine gunfire and artillery pounded the beaches as American servicemen led the charge to liberate Europe. However, the assault was underway before the first wave of Higgins boats hit the beaches. Sometime around midnight, paratroopers fell from the sky deep behind enemy lines to assault, disable, and destroy German artillery, communications, and support elements. The day of reckoning for the Nazis had arrived. Liberation and freedom were knocking on the front door of Europe. But American farm kids didn't wait for the door to be answered. They blew it off its hinges. Help was finally in France, and the hour of freedom for the French people was near. The horrors of D-Day can't be described in words. Men who had been with the same group of people watched their best friends get blown apart by German artillery and shredded by machine gun rounds. It was brutality unlike anything the average person could possibly imagine. Yet in the face of that horror, American soldiers and our allies didn't back down. They fought like absolute dogs, pushed forward towards and established a beach landing unlike anything the world 
had seen before. Eventually, the German artillery went silent. The airborne had done its job to destroy the heavy artillery, slaughtering and killing brave American heroes on the beaches. Thousands of Allied dead bodies littered the beaches and lay behind enemy. By the time the guns fell silent and the German bunkers had been overrun and secured, young men who should have been focusing on starting families, working in factories or on farms, and living the American dream were dead in the bloody sand of Normandy. They gave their lives to save a continent they knew nothing about. They died to save people who didn't even speak their language. When Europe cried out for help, America answered the call. We sent a generation of young men to carry Thompson submarine, uh, submachine guns and M1 uh, grenades in a foreign land. It's an excellent reminder of what this country is all about. Many people in the USA seem to now hate this place. It wasn't always that way. There have been moments of great unity, and none were greater than World War II. We stood as a united front and reminded the world what happens when you mess with America. Well, you get your ass kicked. The Germans truly believed they were the greatest people in the world. Instead, they learned to farm kids from Iowa, Wisconsin, and Nebraska don't play games when handed weapons and told to go get after it. You can't plan to fight America. Our soldiers adapt and fight at a level that is simply different. As Teddy Roosevelt Jr. said after landing on the wrong spot on D-Day, we'll start the war from right here. The airborne were literally spread all over the place and still found a way to obliterate the German artillery. You can't plan for fighting Americans because we always figure out a way to get the job done. Soon there won't be any World War II veterans left. If you fought in 1944 at the age of 18, you'd be 96 today. That means there are very few World War II veterans still among us. Unfortunately, it won't be too much longer before all of the heroes of America's greatest generation are gone, but they won't be forgotten. They freed the world when the grip of the access powers needed to be crushed. We owe them all a debt that can never be repaid, but one way we can thank them is to carry on the legacy of all those who fought and died. On the 79th anniversary of D-Day, I suggest you crack a beer, raise a toast, and say thank you to the men who fought on D-Day and started a new era of freedom in this world. They give us all something to be proud of. So that today over uh, from David Hookstead in OutKick, and I thought that was fantastic. Right? Yeah, definitely. Especially because... I mean, most of us, you know, we have only heard about it, read about it, you know, learned about it in school growing up. Uh, I don't know if they're teaching it as much as they used to, at least when we were in school. But, I mean, the only visual we would have of it are some still pictures and some, some, old, grainy, uh, some old grainy film. But then, you know, when that movie Saving Private Ryan came out, it kind of breathed a different life into it and gave you, a, a, I want to say, a more of an emotional feel of what those guys yeah must have gone through because yeah. up until that point, you know, for, and, and people that, you know, had, had lived it, it said that was a, as close a, you know, a, of a depicting of what they experienced and what they saw yeah. than Amazing. anybody had ever been able to put on film before. 
I want to rem- remind you of a great moment from the Trump administration. Russell Pickett was a 94-year-old veteran who attended the president's, uh, I believe, I don't know if this was in celebration of D-Day a year or so ago or when this was, but uh, just throw up my screen, Aaron. I'll just, this is a, just a great moment. Great moment. You know, it's also amazing, too, is that when you compare and contrast to, to what uh, kids are like today compared to back then when, you know, you had kids lying about their age back in 1944 <laughs> and 45 so they could go off to fight. Yeah. You know, so they could go sure. and, and, and fight for their it's, – it's, it's amazing when, when you hear some of the stories about people, what they did so they could enlist, so yeah, they sure. could go over. Amazing. Just a um, just a little reminder from one of our other favorite presidents here on D-Day. Throw this up, Fran. Oh, Give me a little audio there. We stand on a lonely, windswept point on the northern shore of France. The air is soft, but 40 years ago at this moment, the air was dense with smoke and the cries of men, and the air was filled with the crack of rifle fire and the roar of cannon. At dawn on the morning of the 6th of June, 1944, 225 rangers jumped off the British landing craft and ran to the bottom of these cliffs. Their mission was one of the most difficult and daring of the invasion, to climb these sheer and desolate cliffs and take out the enemy guns. The Allies had been told that some of the mightiest of these guns were here, and they would be trained on the beaches to stop the Allied advance. The rangers looked up and saw the enemy soldiers, the edge of the cliffs, shooting down at them with machine guns and throwing grenades. And the American rangers began to climb. They shot rope ladders over the face of these cliffs and began to pull themselves up. When one ranger fell, another would take his place. When one rope was cut, a ranger would grab another and begin his climb again. They climbed, shot back, and held their footing. Soon, one by one, the rangers pulled themselves over the top, and in seizing the firm land at the top of these cliffs, they began to seize back the continent of Europe. Yeah, little from uh, President Reagan. Man, nobody can speak like him. No. All right, live from yeah. Studio 6B, more to do. We're back right after this. about my Patriot Supply friends. Uh, sometimes I can't believe the dire headlines that we see and what we're facing in the world today. Every time you look, seemingly things are falling apart. That's why the smartest investment you can make right now is in your family's food security. Because the reality is you may not be able to get food if and when the next disaster strikes. Grocery stores, shelves could be empty. 
Roads could be closed. Trucks won't be able to make deliveries. What happens then? Well, you need emergency food, and you need it in full supply. That's why I urge you now to grab a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest preparedness company. When you order today, you'll save $200 on each kit that you'll need. Having these kits means your family will stay fed while others stand in food lines. Don't delay. Order your three-month emergency food kit today. Save $200 per kit. It's easy to order. Just go to preparewithrav.com. Preparewithrav.com, all one word. You'll get a fast and free shipping as well. Do it today so you don't regret it tomorrow. Preparewithrav.com, all one word. Preparewithrav.com, 200 bucks off, three-month food kit. Preparewithrav.com, my patriot supply. All right, 18 past the hour, live from Studio 6B. So the early return on the factory in Franklin, Tennessee looks pretty good. Yeah, looks good. Yeah. So like we'll it. check it out. And if I have to go down there and check it out in person, maybe we'll do that and just uh, see if we can get something put together here for, nice. for maybe uh, see if we can do two. If we could do a, we do like Thursday and Friday night. Maybe we do two shows if we can get it. And uh, see if we can get some of our Nashville music friends involved. And so maybe we do like the show and then we do an extra hour after that for just who's at the theater. What do you think about that, Slick Rick? I think it's a great idea. We could do, we could do an after party in the bar after. We'll yeah. do some merch and, you know, we'll That's rock and right. roll. Bring some nice uh, product. Hats. Okay. And you know Shirts. what? Will you, will you wear, will you have the <laughs> craziest suit ever for this trip or are you going to outdo this trip and do it at your prince thing i will wear you something. save it for this audience i'll wear something maybe i'll wear my gold sequence suit they never seen that with okay you. All right, I'll wear something hey you know what let me throw this in there oh boy oh boy theory <laughs> no not a theory a ufo is just an fly added over. just <laughs> a, gonna, you know what <laughs> are we gonna are we gonna land <laughs> we're gonna a UFO? A <laughs> <laughs> you know what i had two stories of ufos last week that i did not do because you kept busting my nut about it so i left them alone exactly yes that was okay go ahead what's your idea how about the Rav Open as well? There are many golf courses right there in Franklin. Oh, wow. oh. Nah, I mean, you're just getting crazy now. See? Nah, you're Ooh. talking about this Maybe we could... week extravaganza. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Too much to take in here. How about, how about we get Liv involved? I don't know if the people can handle it. <laughs> yeah, Liv involved. Yeah, Liv involved. <laughs> yeah, Greg Norman's got nothing to do. Let's see if yeah. he can come over. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, live and let die. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do some sports. Speaking of that, and here what that is. Slick Rick, Rick Amorati. Sports is brought to you by Mike Lindell and MyPillow. Use our code at checkout, and you know what to do. If you want to get this uh, LFS6B studio established 2015, <laughs> which is correct. It was established in two, 2015. There's a lot of these have gone out. People like this shirt. How about the jacket? What even is that? No, this jacket. No, you can't have the jacket. One of a kind. So, one of a kind, so. Nice. Too cool for school. Slick Rick, what's going on in sports? All right, well, let's get to the baseball scores real quick again. Diamondbacks over the Nationals, 8-5. to five. I guess that Pelosi first pitch didn't help the Nats tonight. So, LGBTQ, no. 8-5. Uh, to five Thanks for inviting now. me, everybody. Top of the seventh. Back yeah. to the Blarney Stone. And, the, and you see there was about 30 people in attendance, so you can see how fired up they were for this big event tonight. Yeah. And uh, White Sox over the Yankees, 3-1. to one, Bottom of the eighth in the Bronx. The Athletics over the Pirates, 7-2, top eight. Bottom eight. 
Blue Jays lead the Astros 4-1. to Red Sox over the Guardians 4-2, to top of the eighth. Another woke name, another loss. <laughs> Dodgers 8-5 over the Reds. End of <laughs> Losers. <laughs> you, got, you got these woke teams? You lose. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, Mets and Braves, no score. Top of the second coming off a rain delay in Atlanta. Orioles and Brewers locked in at two. Top of the sixth. Top fifth. Rangers 5-2 over the Cardinals. Giants blanking the Rockies. Two-zip. Top of the second. Phillies over the Tigers. one nothing. Boy, full slate in MLB tonight. Marlins 6-1 over the uh, over the Royals earlier today. And the Rays blank the Twins. Seven-zip down in Tampa. Cubs and Angels. Mariners and Padres coming up out west. First pitch in about 20 minutes or so. And uh, well, some sad news in the sports world today. Not, not a, you know, uh, let me just get to that real quick. Here we go. Uh, Olympian Jim Hines, first to run sub-10, oh, yeah. second 100-meter, dies at 76. ESPN News, let me tell you, 76, that's a young age these days to be passing away. Uh, but American double Olympian champion Jim Hines, who became the first man to run the 100 meters in less than 10 seconds in 1968, has died at the age of 76, World Athletics said on Monday. Hines won gold in the 100 meter at the 1960. Olympic Games in Mexico City, clocking 9.95 tenths to set a world record, which lasted 15 years until Calvin Smith ran a 9.93. He also won gold in the 4x100 relay at the same Olympics before retiring from athletics to play in the NFL with the Miami Dolphins and the Kansas City Chiefs. Following his playing career, Hines worked with inner city youth in Houston. According to World Athletics, he was inducted into the National Track and Field Hall of Fame in 1979. World Athletics is deeply said to hear that legendary U.S. sprinter Jim Hines died on Saturday, the governing body said in a statement. Anybody in track and field certainly remembers that name. And, uh, well, let's recap the cup real quick. Golden Knights take 2-0 lead in Stanley Cup final with 7-2 win over the Panthers. AP report out of Las Vegas. No team in over 25 years has been more dominant than the Vegas Golden Knights through the first two games of a Stanley Cup final. They have outscored the Florida Panthers by eight goals, including Monday night's 7-2 victory in Game 2 that put the Knights two wins from the first championship in the franchise's short six-year history. Not bad for a cup of coffee in the NHL. It will take a rare rally for the Panthers to come back as the series shifts to Florida for Game 3 on Thursday. Teams look to uh, uh, two those series. Teams who took a 2-0 lead series in the Stanley Cup are 31-3 and in the expansion era. But the Panthers opened the playoffs by storming back from down 3-1 to to beat the heavily favored Boston Bruins. Don't count those Panthers out just yet. Big D. They have a chance to come back and okay, John, I won't. Well, we'll see. So game three, 8 p.m. <laughs> on TNT, Thursday night. No, that's it, Big D. That's a wrap in sports. Uh, Slick Rick, someone in the audience has reviewed the Pelosi first pitch and they've decided that the first pitch that she threw was a screwball. <laughs> <laughs> you sure it wasn't a yeah. screwdriver? Wait a minute. Was it a peanut butter screwball? <laughs> you know that whiskey they sell? Yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> so there you go. So, Holy moly. Um, that's a good right, one. We'll see. All right, very good. Anything else in sports? Or that's that, it for nah, it's a wrap in sports. Right, we'll do enough. more sports before we wrap it up. Uh, sports again is brought to you by our friend Mike Lindell and my pillow. Let's do a little news now. We'll do some more when we get back. Rick Delgado's got it. Early treatment meds. Dot com is your sponsor. What's going on? All right. Well, it turns out this is another edition of yes. I didn't kill myself edition oh, of the boy. news. Oh, but, here we go. What do you mean? Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Tucker talked about this on Tucker talked about Jeffrey Epstein's death in his first uh, set. Really? Oh, Epstein. Oh, ten and a half minutes that he put out tonight. Episode one. And which, you didn't have anything negative to say about that. Let's do a check while you're doing the news. Let's see how many views are up to now. <laughs> while you're doing the news, I'm going to go check out of my own show and see what the other shows do. Well, I just want to see um, how many views he has. Is uh, that all right? That's all right. 
Okay. All right. 13, so, uh, 18.6 million. All right. Turns out when Jeffrey Epstein was booked into the Manhattan jail, he revealed a health in a health screening that he had more than 10 female sexual partners in the last few years and had been previously treated for chlamydia. According to newly obtained documents, it says here, the new revelations about the convicted pedophile's sexual history were included in 4,000 pages of documents obtained by the Associated Press from the Bureau of Prisons in response to a Freedom of Information request. The trove of paperwork paints a vivid picture of the disgraced billionaire's physical and mental state, which appeared to be in decline in the weeks leading up to his suicide uh, on August 10th, uh, 2019 at the Metropolitan Correction Center in Manhattan. Medical records showed that the 66-year-old Epstein was suffering from sleep apnea, constipation, uh, hypertension, lower back pain, and I don't know, I uh, I guess this is pronounced pre-diabetes, which I guess we would all be pre-diabetic until we actually have diabetes. Uh, uh, Epstein was booked into the federal jail on July the 6th of 2019 on charges stemming from the sexual trafficking of minors in Florida yeah. and New York. That's a lot of stuff. There's a lot, lot of stuff going Saturday on. night out in Nashville. Exactly. Woo. All right, uh, live from Studio 6B, more to do. We'll do it when we get back right after this. The FBI is again refusing to cooperate with government officials who oversee them. Their excuse? The information pertaining to the Bidens is an ongoing investigation. What? Does that mean that the President of the United States is under investigation by the FBI? Bombshell. Why isn't the mainstream media covering this? Anywhere in the world, this would be a major headline, but the U.S. mainstream media refuses to cover it. More on this to come, but watch out for the bait and switch later in the week when Hunter Biden and former President Trump get indicted. In another breaking news story, we now know there were at least 300 people who went into the Capitol through an open fire door. The team at Just the News has been covering this. And how and where is Congress on this? Congress should immediately hold hearings on the January 6th protests and let the American people hear what they have to say about it. My sources are telling me there is even more footage to be investigating, including a lot of Capitol Hill police video. Video from multiple agencies across states like Maryland and Virginia. We've also heard the doctored audio from the J6 committee. The question is this, will anyone from law enforcement be held accountable for what happened on January 6th? Where is the testimony from Nancy Pelosi as well as the Capitol Hill police chief? The January 6th committee needs to be revised and held again with the appropriate witnesses. Republicans, it's time to move. The budget is passed and it's an election cycle. Congress needs to see another January 6th committee. I'm Christopher Carter in Washington, D.C. All right, live from Studio 6B, 31 minutes past the hour. Thanks to Chris Carter, as always, for his great pieces. Uh, Slick Rick's doing sports. Rick Delgado's doing some news. We'll get back to both of them with more before we end. Have you ever heard of David Charles Grouch? I believe it's pronounced. 
36 years old. No, uh, prob- probably n- not. No. No. Well, okay. let me tell you who he is. He's a former intelligence official turned now whistleblower. Ooh. Oh, is this Ooh. the whistleblower story you and were talking he, about? Yes, it is. And okay. he has given Congress mm. and the intelligence community inspector general extensive classified information about deeply covert programs that he says possesses retrieved, intact, and partially intact craft of non-human origin. What does that mean? The information, he says, has been illegally withheld from Congress, and he filed a complaint alleging that he suffered illegal retaliation for his confidential disclosures reported here at the debrief, it's called, for the first time. Other intelligence officials, both active and retired, with knowledge of these programs through their work in various agencies, have independently provided similar corroborating information both on and off the record. The whistleblower, David Charles Grush, 36, a decorated former combat officer in Afghanistan, is a veteran of the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency, the NGA, and the National Reconnaissance Office, NRO. He served as the Reconnaissance Office's representative to the Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force from 2019 to 2021. From late 2021 to July 2022, he was the NGA's co-lead for UAP analysis and its representative to the task force. The task force was established to investigate what were once called unidentified flying objects or UFOs and are now officially called unidentified anomalous phenomena or UAP. The task force was led by the Department of the Navy under the Office of the Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence and Security. It has since been reorganized and expanded into the All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office to include investigations of objects operating under... What's the problem? Underwater. No, go ahead. No, Gruch I'm, I'm said the re- one. Now, listen, listen to this part. Gruch said the recoveries of partial fragments through and up to intact vehicles have been made for decades through the present day by the government, its allies, and defense contractors. Analysis has determined that the objects retrieved are, quote, of exotic origin, non-human intelligence, whether extraterrestrial or unknown origin, based on the vehicle morphologies and material science testing and the possession of unique atomic arrangements and radiological signatures, he Where, said. Where's, where's the song, Aaron? Where's the song? Is this some... <laughs> no, not that. In filing his complaint... I talk about this, I'm a nut. Grush is represented by a lawyer who served as the original intelligence community inspector general. We are not talking about prosaic origins or identities, he said, referencing information he provided Congress. The material includes intact and partially intact vehicles. Yes, much like the one I showed you last month that flew by the airplane and you said, oh, what is that? Uh, Oh, that was somebody's graduation uh, graduation cap. (laughs) What are people talking about? Slick Rick said it was a graduation cap. I thought it was a graduation cap. All right, well, this is out now. And you thought it was a balloon. My God. Well, we just weren't sure. That's all. Class of 8062. (laughs) So now, Grush's disclosures 
and those of non-public witnesses under new protective provisions of the latest defense appropriations bill signal a growing determination by some in the government to unravel a colossal enigma with national security implications that has befuddled the military and tantalized the public going back to World War II and beyond. For many decades, the Air Force carried out a disinformation campaign to discredit reported sightings of unexplained objects. Now, with two public hearings and many classified briefings under its belt, Congress is pressing for answers. I mean, this is... In the immortal words of Paul Nolan, well, well, well. (laughs) Welcome to the party, pal. Okay, so now have you, is this the first you're hearing of this story? Yes, I didn't hear about this story. Okay. Um... Christopher Mellon, who spent nearly 20 years in the U.S. intelligence community and served as the Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Intelligence, has worked with Congress for years on unidentified aerial phenomena. He said, quote, a number of well-placed current and former officials have shared detailed information with me regarding this alleged program, including insights into history, governing documents, and the location where a craft was allegedly abandoned and recovered however it is a delicate matter getting this potentially explosive information into the right hands for validation so this you, is what do you mean it was abandoned like the, there's there's little green aliens running around like oh we better get out of here well i don't know it doesn't say that let me continue jonathan gray is a generational officer of the U.S. intelligence community with a top-secret clearance who currently works for the National Air and Space Intelligence Center, NASAC. He said, quote, the non-human intelligence phenomenon is real. We are not alone, Gray said. Retrievals of this kind are not limited to the United States. This is a global phenomenon, and yet a global solution continues to elude us. Man. So these are serious people with serious credentials cited in this article, which is entitled, Intelligence Officials Say U.S. Has Retrieved Craft of Non-Human Origin. To which I say, Nanu Nanu. This, this is... Uh, <laughs> nano no no, I don't know. Yeah, yes, exactly. there you go. <laughs> Could be that. So too. I'm interested in your thoughts, Delgado, That's, on this. Uh, you know, what's it called? The deep The debrief. The debrief. Thedebrief.org. All right. And this is written by Leslie Keene and Ralph Blumenthal, June 5th, which is yesterday. Intelligence officials say U.S. has retrieved craft of non-human origin. I'm also interested to get the um, feedback of the audience here. Yeah. Well, it's funny because, like I said last week, and I tease these stories. Sigourney Reaver could kick Damon's ass is the first thing I saw. Uh, Bitbite says Damon is now officially a nut as well. (laughs) Well, I'm just reporting the facts. I don't know that I'm in the camp of believing this. I had this story from last week from the New York Post of new footage emerging of suspected UFO over a California military base where two experts were reviewing new footage. Um, Jeremy Corbel and George Knapp examined photos and videos of of this, where they said it was taken back in April of 2021. Two years ago, this thing happened, and nothing came out. There's been no media coverage for two years since. I got a tip from from the two bases. So people at the two bases contacted these guys, and uh, he got a call from a person who was high up. But the tip was basically something happened. You should look into it. And then the person hung up. 
And then they uh, were, were able to retrieve some video here that they put up on their weaponized podcast, which is pretty interesting. And again, you know, I, I get it, Damon. I come to you with the other one that flies by the plane with the, with the, with the, with the supermodel on it. And you're like, oh, it's a, it's a balloon. This banana head says it's a... Uh, it's a <laughs> it it's, is balloon! Yeah, it's, it, it, it's somebody throwing their graduation cap That's in the air. That's what it was. And now you're treating this like this is oh my good this is up up there next to uh, 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 next to what J- Jim Comer just announced. Yeah, this is official documentation. He's well, I'm just saying that I'm this is. I'm gonna stab you. These. <laughs> I'm just saying these are serious people with serious credentials. I'm just balloon. saying that the video you showed, I don't know that that was the most compelling video I've ever seen to to buy into this scam, uh, to buy into this story. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah. I had this other, night video. <laughs> then I had this other story last week from a Stanford University professor and prominent ufologist who says he 100% believes extraterrestrials have not only visited Earth, but have been here for a long time and may still be here today. And then you go and reference the, uh, they found the, uh, the craft that was abandoned. So, of course, they could be here. They could be walking around. Now, Cowboy Don 10 says, sorry, I think this is a distraction. Mm. Someone said the debrief is where you go to take your underwear off. Um, <laughs> that's a good point. <laughs> that's, that's what I tell everybody at home when I get at home. Hammerchuck says Big D uses debrief. double debriefs. Hammerchuck, <laughs> 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 You know Hammerchuck, I don't know. Nah, well, you it sounds like man. Chris Christie he the double debriefs. <laughs> Come on, Hamachuk. Are you, are you putting me and Chris Christie in the same... Uh, I didn't say no, that. No, Dave, we wouldn't no. say that. Okay. No, we wouldn't say that. <laughs> say that, Fonzie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jody man. loves Chachi. <laughs> you know, uh, the, you know the, and who, who brought it up? Hold on. Somebody on the chat, this, this thing is flying by. Somebody brought that's up fast. that Trump started Space Force for a reason. That could be one of the reasons. Okay, that's a good point, too. Mm. I wish I could credit you. Damon, go to your room. Him. Okay, that's, not sure. <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs> you know what? It could be a distraction. Let's of, face it. A there, lot of distractions there, there is there. a lot of negative news coming out about the deep state, about the Biden administration. There's only so many times they can say, oh, well, you know, the president has spoken to this. There's nothing to the charges, except for the fact that they have the, uh, the bank records, that they have these uh, whistleblowers. They have all this evidence. And you've been in, under investigation for all just over five years now. Uh, there's only so many times you can lie about that. Now, Donna Adams says that Dr. Gina saw a UFO. Oh, okay. really? I, did, I didn't well, know that. She's reliable. Yeah. She uh, I had no I, I didn't know that. I wonder Damn. if it was just Harry Oates fly, rust, run, <laughs> running into the studio quickly. Without a shirt on. It's one of his hubcaps flying off the van. <laughs> well, Ann in 31 says the only aliens are the illegal ones. I think that that's the right point there. No, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a, a good, good point. point, too. See a bunch of them in New I York mean, it's now. going so fast, yeah. I have to slow it down just oh, yeah, to see what the audience is thinking here. A lot of distractions, UFO for years. A lot of people say they've been around. A lot of people saying gas is too expensive for them to fly their ships, so maybe that's a, that's a problem, too. Yeah. No UFOs, no ghosts, and Elvis is still dead. Ah, that's debatable. That might be a good one to end on right there. <laughs> Final! All right, live from Studio 6B. Well, baby, I'm Let's go wrap it up with news and sports. And then we're going to fly out of here. Exactly.
to your leader. Huh? All right, forget it. We're out of here. Gongus, Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Oh, God. No thanks. Your leader, stupid. I'll pass. Oh, God. Well, the closest we've seen to Martians on Earth so far, I think, as someone pointed out in the chat, is still Lori Lightfoot. So we'll just leave it at that. So um, let's do some uh, let's do some more news, and then we'll do oh, sports really? to wrap it up. Oh, no, you don't have any news? Sorry, let's no, do sports. sports is, I'll find it. Sports is brought to you by... Well, yeah, I mean, do sports first. Sports is brought to you by Mike Lindell. <laughs> do sports first. Uh, MyPillow, LFS6B, is the code to use. Send us your receipts. We'll send you free great stuff. Uh, Slick Rick, what's going on? All right, well, don't forget, tomorrow night, Nuggets Heat Game 3. Great NBA final. Uh, fantastic game Sunday night. Three-point victory for the Heat. Series tied at 1. It'll be 8.30 tomorrow night on ABC, but you want to tune into this show, of course, first. And then the Golden Knights and Panthers get it on. Stanley Cup Game 3. Boy, they're right on par with each other as far as the games, the NHL and the NBA. Uh, that's Thursday night, 8 p.m. on TNT. A couple of baseball scores. Diamondbacks over the Nationals, 10-5. to 5. That looks like a Pelosi blowout. I uh, not only did not only did the Diamondbacks bomb the Nationals, Nancy got bombed as well. <laughs> Bottom of the eighth, <laughs> Athletics and over the Pirates, eleven to two. That's another romp there. Red Sox over the Guardians, five four, top nine. Bottom of the sixth, the Dodgers continue to lead the Reds and Cincy, eight to six. Braves over the Bra- uh, actually check that Mets over the Braves, four to one. Mets came back, top of the third. Uh, Orioles three two over the Brewers, top seven, top six. We have the Rangers leading the Cardinals, six four. Giants over the Rockies, three zip. Bottom of the third, Cubs and Angels. No score, bottom of the first. Mariners and Padres also just underway, top of the first inning. And I'm just going to close out with this last story. Uh, you know, we could have talked about, well, for example, California State Legislature walk out earlier today when a member of the Sisters Perpetual Motion was being honored. We're not going to talk about that. We could talk about the Tour de France or the Tour de Force with new strict COVID protocols restrictions, Rick. Check oh. that out. Masks, social distancing. Yeah, well, leave it to France, right? And, Riding uh, a bike outside? Yeah, oh, yeah. Check that. I'm not going to get into that story, though, because I got too good of a story for that. It's and, dumbfounding. And let's forget about Pelosi throwing out the first pitch. But let's talk about this story. California high school baseball player honors late mom with Grand Slam. I love her. I did it for her. Amy Furr, Breitbart Sports. However, the championship game against Valley Christian is now an extra special high school memory because he dedicated the Grand Slam to his mo- mother, Robin, who died of breast cancer on April 25th. I love her. I miss her. I did it for her. The young athlete explained. The massive hit put the team at an 11-8 to lead, and that was the final score of the game. A huge congratulations to our Spartan baseball team for securing the NorCal championship a few minutes ago and a special shout out to Hank Tripaldi for the amazing Grand Slam at the top of the seventh his second home run of the day De La Salle High School uh, of Concord wrote in a social media post on Saturday the young man's teammates were every step of the way following his family's loss their support inspired him to keep playing and he said these are going to be my best friends forever when speaking of the young man's mother coach David Jeans noticed she really appreciated him as a ball player as a son and we've just been supporting him. So, nice story. Son wins the championship on a grand slam big day. It was a great shot over the left field wall, and that was for his mom who passed away back in April of breast cancer. So, that's a wrap in sports and close with that. All right, Slick Rick, very good. Good story. Um, LFS 6B on a Tuesday. I'll do a little more news before we wrap it up. And here with that is Rick Delgado. News is brought to you by Early Treatment Med. Sports was brought to you by Mike Lindell and uh, our code LFS 6B, of course. Uh, what's going on, Rick? All right. Well, gas stove protections have been put on the back burner, believe it or not, yes, in retaliation have. over the McCarthy-Biden debt deal. Now, yeah. this is this is a 
you got to hear this one out to understand it. In an unexpected GOP roadblock Tuesday, Republicans voted against a rule that would enable a vote on protecting gas stoves from heavy regulations and bans, citing the recent McCarthy-Biden debt limit deal as a reason for the setback. Initially, the House was expected to smoothly pass the Gas Stove Protection and Freedom Act and Save Our Gas Stoves Act on Tuesday and Wednesday, respectively. However, a 206-220 vote against proceeding with the debate on the bill has brought the legislation to a screeching halt when 12 Republicans in the House Freedom Caucus sided with Democrats in defiance of the GOP and handling the debt ceiling negotiations. It says here, we took down the rule because we're frustrated at the way this place is operating, Florida Congressman Matt Gates said Tuesday afternoon, adding that the group is concerned that promises which helped McCarthy get elected have been violated as a consequence of the debt limit deal. This is the first time in more than two decades that a rule has failed to move forward in the House. Texas Republican Chip Roy also voted against the rule, seconding Gates' disgruntlement over the set debt ceiling failure. So kind of an interesting uh, kind of an interesting move when you think about it, because this was something that was supposed to, you know, kind of protect, you know, the, the gas stoves and people that own them and, and moving forward. But it seems like uh, this just kind of whiplash and kind of hit uh, Kevin McCarthy right in the face. Right? Yeah. Uh, it does. And here's here's the broader point, though, that really, when you talk about this, you should talk about. The point is that the bill has no teeth to it now anyways, even if they did pass it, because you gave up all your leverage when you passed this bill to go after the new Green Deal energy deal. So you could talk about gas stoves, this gas stove bill. Um, but you gave up all your leverage to really go after the Green New Deal in this in this screwy um, agreement that you guys passed last week. So the fact that they didn't move it, I get, I get the significance of the, you know, the, the way it looks. Um, but it wouldn't have mattered anyways. You, you already played the long game here with, with doing this debt limit increase and basically giving up all your leverage. So you weren't going to get rid of the Green New Deal stuff now anyways. You know, they're, they're, they're going to tell you, oh, come October 1st, we're going to... Uh, no, you've sabotaged all that all right. that now. So it wouldn't have mattered, basically, no. is what they're saying. I don't think that's why they did it, by the way. I think they did it just to stick it to McCarthy and yeah, say... that's what I think, too. Right, but the broader underlying point is the bill has no teeth to it anymore because you're not, it's, you've given up all your leverage. You sabotaged yourself, as the Republicans always do, when it comes to going after the weaponization... And the Green New Deal, which is the two big things that the budget fight should be over. So, yeah, interesting. You know, what's interesting, too, is that the, I'm looking back and there's some more more stuff coming about this PGA live merger. Uh, seems like Jack Nicholas, who had pledged his loyalty to the PGA while dismissing live golf. Well, he seems to be whistling a different tune now after this merger, which is interesting. Also, that the PGA players, and these are just headlines I'm seeing coming out. The PGA players called for the commissioner's ouster in the contentious live merger meeting, and the PGA tour players are furious after learning about the merger through Twitter. 
So there's going to be a yep. lot of a lot of yep. a lot of bad blood flowing now between this uh yes this merger, right? Yes. I, I there's a lot of people that are very angry finding out Colin Morikawa said I can't believe it. I love finding out with the morning news my future with golf. He was very upset. Yeah. Oh, by the way, just one more thing on the McCarthy deal. The other thing that's up for play here that looks like it will be now brought back to the floor is Representative Clyde's the pistol um, handgun thing that was up, mm-hmm. the brace. Remember McCarthy basically said to me, remember he went on Bannon? I, think, I don't think I played it on the show, but I put it on our social media and said, here you have a Republican leadership actively working against their own members. Basically, Clyde was approached and said, uh, hey, if you don't vote for the, uh, the screwy... A debt limit increase. Uh, you know, I don't know if we're going to be able to get your uh, get your uh, hand brace thing down to the floor for a vote. Basically, blackmailing them. Right. And of course, he didn't vote for it, and um, it didn't get to the floor for a vote. Well, guess what? After today and them doing this, guess what? Looks like it's going to the floor for a vote. So that also is, I think, a big part of what went on on the floor today. Right. So, all right. As always. Well, Slick Rick, have a great yeah, trip. Thank you, man. Enjoy your trip. We will see you next week. Say goodnight to Slick Rick, everybody. Wish I'll him best. You, if you're in Minneapolis, <laughs> Minnesota. Yeah, track me down. I'll be easy your, to find. Put you your flap me. jacket on and go find <laughs> Slick Rick. He'll be easy to Got find. Me. But uh, other than that, we salute our military, active and active police, firefighters, first responders, EMTs, everybody on the front lines. Thanks, everybody. Aaron, Fran, great job as always. Most of all, thank you, the live from Studio 6B audience. Me, Delgado, and maybe Big David's here. We'll see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m., live from Studio 6B.